So I have a very simple quiz here for the children. And the slight problem is I can't see too many children here. Um, so if you're under the age of 45, um, <coughs> th this is probably... <laughs> Especially for you, Jenny, yes, that's right. These are specially for you. Uh, we've been concentrating, as you know, over the last uh, few weeks about the nine fruits of the Spirit. And for anybody under the age of 45, but let the children go first, um, I've got some fruit, not of the Spirit, for you to have as a prize. I w it's pretty easy to get one of them, because I've already told you. But uh, young people, um, which are the others? So hands up, and I'll choose you. We've got nine fruits of the Spirit. We're well-educated, well-Sunday-schooled children. They know all these things. Can you mention any others? Where have you been for the last few weeks? Um, I'll come to you in a minute, Joe. Oh, Joe is a director of music of a, uh, at a cathedral. You'd expect him to know it, wouldn't you? Come on, kids. Nine fruits of the Spirit. Go on, Joe, give us one. Actually, perseverance is not one of them, although <laughs> I'm beginning to feel it should be. <laughs> um, but you can have this as an encouragement. <laughs> fruits of the Spirit, folks. Oh, great, yes. Joy is a fruit of the Spirit. Do you want to come and get one of these? You don't want to come and get them. All right. Well, I'll, I'm not going to throw it that far. I'll see if you... Okay. Well done. We've got joy. We've only got eight more to go. This could take half an hour. And another one? Um, peacefulness. I'll give you that because it's peace. Do you, do you like raisins? Yeah. There Have you, well, you can, he can share it with you. Any more? We've got joy. We've got peace. We're, we're going to suggest that the next Bible translators put perseverance in as well. I think that's a good option. And today we're concentrating on? Patience. Thank you very much, sir. You're obviously after the raisins. Very good. Sandy's just joined us today, so it's good. Do you want to hand that to Sandy? He deserves it, I think. Okay, adults, what are the rest? We've had joy. We've had patience. We've had peace. Love. Thank you. Kindness. I, we need a bit of that, don't we, Shirley? Yeah. Self-control, one I'm always aware of. We've had love, yep. Goodness, thank you. Well done, that's a hard one to get. And today's? Faithfulness. And, and the one we've missed? Gentleness, says Alison. She's an elder, she should know about these things. Absolutely right. You can nevertheless have the raisins. I've got many raisins left. I was disappointed in that. I must try another quiz now. And this is a quiz that you can all join in, because I thought, what does faithfulness mean to us? And I've assembled seven pictures, and I want you to choose the one that you like most. So I'll show you all the pictures, and then you can keep in your minds the sort of two favorites. So the first and obvious picture of faithfulness is the rainbow. God said to Noah, and you'll hear more about him later on, here is my rainbow to say I will never judge the world again. You may think that's a good image of faithfulness. Or, this is a very special place, 40 years ago, I proposed to my wife on this bridge in Paris. It's the Pont L'Archeveche. Thank you, that's nice of you. And 
And but when you go back to it now, it's full of locks, all these hundreds of locks, as people faithfully say, we're locked together, we're going to stay together forever. Isn't that nice? It's not nice, actually, because they have to clear the locks every year, because otherwise the bridge would fall down with the weight of them. But there we are. That may be your picture of faithfulness. I love this. This is a grave in Highgate Cemetery, incidentally, to a bare-knuckle boxer from the 19th century. He's a Victorian, and he was very popular. Thousands of people attended his funeral in London, and so did his faithful dog, Lion. And so his grave has got the tomb and a stone image of the faithful dog. There we are. That could be an image of faithfulness. Or how about this? You make a promise to somebody. You say... I promise I'll do that. I promise I'll be there. I promise I'll come along and help you. Well, that's a faithful promise. Maybe that's the image for you. But you'll like this one. Who's this now? Guess what? Uh, <laughs> I love Charlie Ingram peering in between them. This, this, of course, is Josh getting married to Susie. And, of course, they're about to have their first child. How exciting is that? And they made a very serious, faithful promise to each other to say, I will love you through sickness and in health and childbirth and sleepless nights and all the <laughs> other so-called joys of being parents. Um, so that's a picture of faithfulness. And, of course, our Lord Jesus dying on the cross uh, as a sacrifice for all our sins, all our faults. That perhaps is the supreme picture of faithfulness. And not contrasting with that, of course, you couldn't talk about faithfulness without talking about the faithful church member. Oliver Brook has been a member here for over 50 years, um, which is almost older than the... Oh. <laughs> and you know... He leads an art club, he puts notices up, he does 101 jobs that we don't necessarily uh, see or take for granted. So there's the choice. All those pictures, have a think. Which are the best two for you that says faithfulness? We're going to do this on an unofficial show of hands. So hands up if you go for the rainbow. Oh yeah, there's a few of you go for the rainbow, that's pretty good. Hands up if you go, for, you've got two votes, you can't vote for everything, go for the locks on the... Only a couple of you do that, but thank you, that's a blessing. Um, the faithful dog, lion. Yeah, I thought he'd be popular, almost as much as the rainbow. Thank you. Um, what about the promise that was made? Anybody go for that? Oh, well, that was a dunce, wasn't it? Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> there's always one. Um, the picture of marriage, a wedding. Who goes for that? I'm glad you voted. <laughs> Josh felt obliged to vote for that. I that did well. Um, our Lord Jesus on the cross. I think I get the highest vote so far, after only the rainbow. And finally, the faithful church worker. Now, this is, yeah, that's right. It's got to be a sympathy vote, hasn't it? Yes. Well, I think you're about level with the rainbow, Oliver, which is pretty good. And quite rightly, I think Jesus on the cross uh, wins better. But, you know, somebody who can really talk about God's faithfulness um, is Alan Linton. But before I let him do that, I'm reminded I'm going to say some things about it. There's no, um, there's no particular Bible passage today, but I think faithfulness has got two aspects. There's God's enduring faithfulness to us, and there's our responsive faithfulness to him. And I tried to choose passages which reflected those. This is a very famous Old Testament passage from a rather unpopular book, Lamentations. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed for his compassion never fails. 
They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And many of us will know a song that is based on that. And the New Testament, John writing, says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. This is a conditional promise. If we confess our sins, he will be faithful to us. And what about our response to God? Well, Proverbs says, full of wise advice, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't depend upon your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. And you may be at a point in your life when you've got a big decision to make, or you wonder what career to follow, or is this the right job to go for? Or for some of our Ukrainian friends, do we stay here? Do we go back to Ukraine? Trust in the Lord with all your heart, not your own understanding. Try to hear his word. Talk to people who are wise and can help to guide you and listen to God's word. And finally, James, always a very practical letter, says, Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. James says it isn't easy being a Christian. It's not always great. Persevere, because in heaven there'll be your reward, a crown of life. My favorite text, if I can add one more, is this. I give them eternal life, says Jesus, and they will never perish. No one can snatch them away from me. Sometimes people say, um, I don't know that I'm a Christian. I don't know what's going to happen when I die. This passage says, you have eternal life. You've been given eternal life for now and for later. Some people say, I've not been very good. I've drifted in my faith. I've got friends who don't come to church anymore. This passage says, no one can snatch them away from me.